Welcome to This Week in VO with J. Michael Collins. Each week, JMC will host one of the voiceover industry's most interesting personalities for a casual freestyle chat that encompasses more than just business, digging deep into the guest's backstory and pulling back the curtain on how they became the person they are today. And now for this week's guest, Darren Robertson. So, Robbo, we're here to talk about the Passport Pro, which is an audio yeah. interface that you and a bunch of your friends have gotten together and mm-hmm. created, you know, specced it out and gone to a manufacturer and you're yeah. getting it made, which is really cool. I've never heard of something like this happening. And I wanted, you know, dig deep into that. But before we get there, I want mm. to talk about you a little bit. Like what is your backstory Me. and what brought you to the point where you're now designing, uh, you know, audio oh, interfaces? Wow. Uh, okay, so so the Robo story started phew, 35 years ago this year uh, in audio. Um, I, I left school and didn't really have any ideas of what I wanted to do. I knew I loved music and I knew I loved food. Uh, so I actually booked myself into the, to the local catering college and was going to be a chef. Uh, but as part of year 12, which is our final year of school over here, uh, we had to do some work experience. So I thought, well, I'm going to spend uh, the rest of my life in a kitchen. So my other passion's music. Maybe I'd like to check out a radio station. So uh, I went to Today FM, which is, well, up until recently was the number one station here in Sydney for a long time and walked into a production studio and fell in love. And that was the end of it. About 12 months later, I had my first job in a, in a position that's now redundant called cart prep at a station here in Sydney called 2SM, which was in the old days of analogue cart. I used to transfer the commercials from quarter-inch reel onto analogue cartridge for the jocks to play in the studio. And, uh, and from there, I, I, just, I, I, I was in radio for about ooh, close to 19 years. I went, uh, I, my, my major gig was as the um, network imaging production manager for the Triple M network here in Australia, which at the time was a, a rock and roll, classic rock format. Uh, and then sort of decided that uh, I've probably gone as far as I'm going to go in radio. So I went to the dark side and went to advertising agencies and worked at a couple of those here and then to a, a post-production facility where I had the, the fancy title of senior sound designer. Uh, and then my first child was born. And, and as everybody knows, the crazy hours in this industry, I, I was leaving home at seven and getting home at 10 and, and just not seeing him. And it was about the time that uh, home studios were becoming affordable in the early 2000s and and, a, and I was speaking to a couple of trusted clients and they said, hey, if you want to set up a rig at home, we'll send you work. So back in those days, it was dats and couriers sending stuff backwards and forwards um, and, and Voodoo Sound sort of sort of reared, it, it reared its ugly head from there and, and, and is still going strong some 20 years later. So, um, so yeah. Awesome. So you've got an extensive background then in production. Like you, you know this stuff inside out. Now, uh, yeah, you're, you're together with right, Andrew P- Andrew Peters and yep. uh, George George Widom and yep. um, Robert Marshall from Source Connect. So, yep. just in like little snippets, tell <laughs> us like what is it about those three that make them good partners, both in the uh, okay. pro audio, in the Pro Audio Suite podcast and also when it comes to designing this creature that's the passport pro 
I think I think the answer to your question lies in the, the formation of the pro audio suite to begin with. So so if I cover that, I think I will probably cover both 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 your questions there. Um, the pro audio suite was originally called the VO Radio Show, and that was Andrew and I. Um, and we sort of looked around, and, and Andrew was keen to do something for voiceovers because he wanted to sort of give something back to the community and all that sort of stuff. And I was doing another podcast and thought, what the hell? So we had an, we had an audio engineer and a voiceover artist who could banter backwards and forwards about life in the studio. And at the end of the first year, we looked back on some of the guests that we'd had and decided we'd like to do a bit of a Christmas special. And so we thought, well, who's a couple of guests who we had the most fun with? And they just happened to be George and Robert. So, um, so we did this Christmas special and there was this, I don't know, this charisma um, uh, that sort of just oozed out of the speakers. Um, there, there was an instant connect between the four of us on, pers- on a personal level. Um, you, had, you had Andrew, who was the voiceover guy. You had me, who's really just the straight up and down audio engineer, who's sort of not too techie, but understands what he needs to understand. Um, you had Robert, who's the complete nerd. He's the propeller head of the lot. And you had George, who obviously understands intimately acoustics and and all that sort of stuff. And, and we sort of thought, well, there's a there's a show in that, you know. And so the Pro Audio Suite was born and, and is aimed at, um, really aimed at voiceover artists who have a home studio, who don't understand the tech, um, who want a bit of help with it, Um or who are just looking for a bit of a laugh because we're certainly not your straight up and down podcast. So, so uh, with a couple of Aussies and a couple of Yanks in the mix, it's um, it's quite eclectic. I like the fact that the podcast can start on one topic and you never know where it's going to go <laughs> by, the, by the end of the episode. So, yeah, I, I I would take the can out of that and said and, and would probably say does. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, but how, it's a lot of fun. So how did the idea for creating your own interface come about? Like, where did this come from? We, after, after doing the show for a lot of years, we, we sort of, we were doing an episode one day on, a, on an interface. And, and we were sort of discussing the fact that, yeah, it's a great interface, but, you know, to, to, if you're a voiceover artist, you need to be able to do this, and that's not easy. And, and, and this is good, but if you're a voiceover artist, this could be better. Um. And we got off, we got, we finished the interview, sorry, we, in, and we finished the, the episode and was sort of just chatting afterwards. And, and I think it was George went, we should just build one. And, and so we sort of clacked our heads together and uh, um, uh, probably a month or so of, of mad emails backwards and forwards. And, and Robert, who, who tends to be the late night sort of owl who I don't think ever sleeps, would be firing off all these emails in the middle of the night going, oh, we could do this and we could do this. And, and we came up with something that we thought was probably close to being right for what we were talking about. Um, and, and George happened to bump into Michael from Sentrance at a trade show. And, um, and, and George said to him, well, since we're talking interfaces, can I throw this at you? And Michael went, well, yeah, Sentrance might be interested in that. Um, you know, tell me a bit more. And so we did. Um, and yeah, so and, and it came to pass that, that three, three and a half weeks ago, the thing was launched and we're all now pulling our hair out madly trying to sell 100 units, so Michael has to make this thing. <laughs> so, so how is the relationship working with Centrance? And, you know, it just, it's cool the way you just kind of fell into place. 
but yeah. I guess they already had some products that could. Okay. Yeah. There were there were some, there were some stuff that they could pretty easily morph into what it is that you guys were looking for. It sounds yeah. Like. So so the deal here is the the deal here is that we sort of we we could we had to retool what Centrance already had. Um, which is where, where a lot of the emails came from backwards and forwards. Um, yes, Centrance do have uh, other products that are similar to this, but this is a very voiceover-centric product. So effectively, things like loopback, like playing, playing at the last take back to your client or, um, or, or, or doing a, a, a two-way conversation where you've got to have a mix-minus set up is is now is no longer oh my god I've got to get into my computer and I've got to change all this it's the flick of a switch on a box um and and and, and essentially you well we haven't figured out a way yet that you can make it feedback so if you do something by accident your clients aren't going to get oh my god what's going on at the other end who is this fool um so there's things like that that make it very voiceover centric. Um, the ability to record both mic channels, so you can have. I'm sitting closely to my 41.6 now, but I could have my TLM 103 sitting further back. I could rec- and if I was doing a gaming voiceover, for example, I could switch between the two. You could send both tracks to your your client and go, "Hey, you pick which one you want to use." Um, yeah, I mean, we could go on and on all day, but there, there's a bunch of features like that that make it very, very. It's. It, I think it's it's the Swiss Army knife of voiceover artists with the home studio is the idea. What really intrigued me is that it really isn't just one interface; it's two interfaces, and that yeah. you can, like, you can be recording something on channel one or left mm-hmm. or whatever you want to call it. And you can be doing something quite different on channel two. And in fact, that's right. Like I think there's three different things you can be recording on there's, channel there's, two. There's three modes you can record. You can record uh, both mics. So as we said, we could we you could have a setup where I'm I'm on my forty one six and my TLM one hundred three is is to the side. So it's I can let my, my my producer choose, or it's further back. So if I'm doing a gaming thing, you know, if if one of the mics distorts, the other one won't. Um, the second thing it can do is just record the same mic but 12 dB down in gain so that, again, if you're doing gaming and you distort on the main track, the second track is recording at 12 dB down so that distortion disappears. Um, and the third thing you can do is actually record what we've called the comms, but that's what's coming back to you. So if you and I were doing a session now and I was the voiceover artist and you were the producer, I could record me on one side, on one track, think of a stereo file, so a left and right, I could record me on the left and I could record you on the right. And if I, if I was doing the editing or if it was an audio book or something like that and I was listening to you with feedback uh, and I could reference that as I was editing. So, so yeah, and all this stuff is, is not something that you've got to go into your computer and set up. It's, it's literally the flick of a switch. That's what I find really cool about it is, well, uh, there's two things that I think make this really something special. Number one is that... It's got all of this functionality, and we haven't even mentioned the fact yet that it's portable. Like it fits in my hand. Yeah. And, well, if and the if second anybody thing knows. is that it's, it, it's all hardware. Like you know, yeah. none of this requires, God yeah. forbid, the universal audio console application. 
Yeah, George, uh, George, George is Mr. Anti-Firmware, and uh, that was that was the first <laughs> that was the first thing that was on the table and was a complete non-negotiable. Was there will be no firmware? Uh, look, I think we, we're kind of we're very confident. In fact, I, I would say we're a hundred percent confident that we've future-proofed this thing. That you know anything that we could dream up to to do to change it would would necessitate a completely new product anyway. So I, I kind of feel like. The need for firmware is 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 uh, is redundant, and and yeah, as I said, George was George was determined that it wasn't going to happen. So um, so yeah, that was the non-negotiable. Yeah, I I know George fairly well, and I know that when it comes to that kind of stuff, he's he can be pretty adamant that uh, he he wouldn't want to have his name on it if it had something complicated about firmware updates well- and stuff. I keep telling him his business model's flawed because for George, firmware must be a blessing, surely. <laughs> so people who install their new firmware and then go, holy shit, this doesn't work anymore. I better ring George. It's like, crap, I, I would George, think, what are I you talking George, about? I would think George would be incredibly happy every time Apple comes out with a new, <laughs> with a new operating system. And, you know, George keeps saying, yeah. no, people, people don't, do not upgrade your operating system, on, you know, for six, eight months. I'd be going, yeah, go for it. You know, the next operating yeah. system, install it now because that just going to, you know, build more business for him. So that's the thing about George is his own worst enemy, I reckon. But anyway. He's a he's good an guy. honest guy. And he his, really is. That that and that's his problem. That's his problem. <laughs> so, how does someone actually order a Passport Pro? Like, where where do I go to okay. learn more about it? And uh, first of all, I want to reference people the Pro Audio Suite podcast, and you can find it everywhere. You can find it on mm-hmm. Apple iTunes. You can find it on you know any uh, Spotify and you know anywhere you can find podcasts. You can find Pro Audio Suite. And there was an episode, I think, two weeks ago or three weeks ago, where they go into, all of four of you go into quite a bit of detail about the yeah. functionality, button by button, meter by meter, you know, jack by jack, how this mm-hmm. thing works. So for mm-hmm. those of you who want to learn more about the actual functionality of the Passport Pro, I strongly suggest you go to that episode of the Pro Audio Suite. Um, but also they can go to the Centrance website, I think. Can, that, can they not? They can, go to the Cent- they can go to the Centrance website, which is the most direct way. Um, and just and under their, I think it's the recording tab on their website, you'll find the, the Passport VO or Passport Pro, I, think I should say. Um, uh, and, um, and yeah, click on that. There's a whole bunch of stuff there. You can also go to our website if you want. There's a page on there, but... Um, well, when I say but, there's a, there is a whole bunch of information there. Um, but if you want to purchase it, you'll need to click on the link that takes you to the Centrance website anyway. And they've got a lot of the same info. But if you really want a deep dive, I'm sure you'll find differences between the two. Uh, George, George has also posted a whole bunch of videos and explainers and stuff on our Facebook page. Uh, so you can go there and see George talking you through all the different features and, and some of the thought process that went in behind those. So yeah, there's a bunch of different places you could find out more. And we're recording this, uh, Robbo on Monday, May 1st. Why mm-hmm. is it important that people go do their research and if they're interested, buy one now? Because this, this will, this will actually be out and distributed hopefully by Wednesday or Thursday. Why do they have to do it now? Uh, so, so when we first spoke to Michael, um, he he was keen 
dead keen for the product, but also um, with the amount of work that he has on his plate, was also keen to sort of get it in and get it out as fast as possible. So, so one of the conditions that he's put on this is that we need to sell 100 units within uh, the first few weeks. Um, and I think that expires this Friday from memory. So, so it is a pre-order um, and any money that you spend will be fully refunded if it doesn't go ahead. But we are so close that it's not funny. I think as of today, we're standing at around 93 or 94 with a few days to go. Um, and we're also kind of hoping that we can bend Michael's fingers back and say, well, surely 94 is close enough to 100. So, so um so yeah, but also that's the other thing is there is, there will only be a hundred of these, a run of these. So if you get in and you're the hundred and first, you won't be able to buy one. Um, the, the 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 store will close. So um, that doesn't mean there won't be a a, a, number, a, a mark two um, on this, but uh, at this stage, that's the deal that we've got with Michael. Is that yeah, we need to sell a hundred, we need to sell it within a time frame, and it's only a hundred for now. Just curious, does one of these things actually exist at this point? Is there a prototype or is it just really pretty pictures no. on the website? It's, it's really just pretty pictures on the website. The, 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 the thing is to remember, though, is it does uh, – I, I guess the true answer is it does exist but not in its complete form because basically it's, 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 it's built on the back of some of, other, some of Michael's other products. So the, the it, it's form- really – the actual form factor looks like the is it the mix face mix face yeah I think it's called. yeah so yeah. basically and that and that was one of the other conditions that Michael sort of had on this was okay let's do it but I can't be retooling equipment for a run of a hundred so so basically it's based on his other products that he already has and just changing circuit boards and you know knobs and buttons and all that sort of stuff so. So yeah, so that was that was the other challenge actually in, in putting this together was, you know, we need it to do this. How are we going to make it do it within the the um, the sort of shape that Michael's already got? Now, if I remember right, it comes in at six ninety nine US dollars, which huh? to me sounds like a bargain when you consider how many bits and pieces of other gear it replaces. Um, yeah, so, it replaces so 690, about six ninety nine US dollars. Six ninety nine US dollars, and and we figured it replaces about two thousand dollars worth of equipment. Um, to uh, that that you would need to do everything that the, the that it does. So um, and that's on top of your door. Um, so so your door plus another two thousand odd dollars. So my final question, Robbo, what the mm. heck is a forty one six? Uh, oh, I'm talking on one now. It's 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 actually just a, a Sennheiser. Uh, we it, it, the, the 416 came from our the, that Christmas episode that I was referencing to f- earlier. We we Aussies call it the 416, and and the and the Americans call it the 416. So we kind of went well. We, we we can't have we can't sort of go either way. We should probably come up with our own name. And I think it was Robert that sort of went okay. Well, let's call it the forty one six. So so for it will forever be the forty one six now. And and people look at me strange when I'm in a studio and freelancing and setting up and turn around to them and say, "Where's your forty one six? Now I'm going to have to always start referring to the Sennheiser four sixteen as a forty one six. Just <laughs> just for the strange looks I'll get in the studios. That's right, exactly. Yeah, Robbo, yeah. I really appreciate your time today. I, I really do. Mm-hmm. I really believe if it if it's not absolutely clear, I really believe in your product, 
and I, yeah, thank I you. want, uh, and I know that J. Michael Collins does as well, and we'd like to mm. see this successful. So those of you yeah. listening, if it's not May 8th yet, and you do have some interest, go take a look at the product. I think that you'll be impressed by its functionality. It sounds great, and we know that because it's using all the same technology that Sentrance has built into the Micport Pro and, mm-hmm. and, and other gear that we've all been talking about and using for a decade. So it, it's yep. going to sound great. I know that. Um, yep. oh, oh, the other thing I should just mention too, and, and people might find really cool, is you can actually use it to record directly to your phone too. So if you are out and about, <laughs> you can just plug it into your phone and, and uh, open up the, uh, the memo recorder and away you go. Uh, so yeah, so it works on that as well. Very cool. Robbo, thank you so much. Really appreciate the time you've, uh, you've taken today. It's early in the morning, actually, in uh, Sydney, Australia. So uh, I appreciate is. it, and I hope you have a great rest of the day. Thanks, Graham. It was good. a lot of fun, mate. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks, Robbo. You have been listening to This Week in VO with J. Michael Collins. Be sure to share the podcast with your friends and colleagues on social media. If you do, JMC might just send you a lobster. Now, here's nobody trying to sell you anything, because that's just how we roll. Stay tuned for a new podcast most weeks throughout the year. 